Gratitude and Anthology is out. With over 50 different perspectives and stories on gratitude, this book captures what most books don't. The secret sauce is in the number of voices and stories where you'll be sure to find a personal connection to so many as I did. A really excellent book, David Freeman. Found exclusively on Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Chris Palmore, the Gratitude Junkie, and welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. My guest today is a good friend, Amina Silani. She is a global executive coach that has had the pleasure of coaching individuals from Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Adobe, and various other startups. So without further ado, welcome, Amina. How are you doing? Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Hello, hello. <laughs> so glad we could do this. So where are you in the world right now, Amina? I know. I've been on a journey. I started a few months ago and I've been in Europe and I actually made it over to Tel Aviv. So I'm uh, broadcasting from Israel right now. All right. So you're, you, we, you know, you're my first uh, broadcast out of Tel Aviv. Look at that. It's like if we were doing this in the 60s, they'd be like, they would just be, people would just be blown away. They'd be like, whoa, this is coming out of Tel Aviv. <laughs> now it's just normal. Now it's just like every day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, I'm so glad we could do this today. And, uh, you know, I, I love to start these off with kind of like the grateful elements, some of the great, grateful elements that bring um, that bring two people into a moment. <clears throat> and I was even thinking this morning, there's a Chinese proverb, so somebody in the, the project I was working with, it says, you know, when you're eating an apple, think about where, who planted the apple. And this whole idea of grateful elements is honestly is a direct relation to that idea so it's like who are the people it's like for example really briefly because obviously we could go back the, the rabbit hole of gratitude but just very simplistically you know um with me being here with you uh you know i i was in a youth group when i was not even 16 i met a man named richard Shermer who ends up being a long lifelong friend you know he moves to california we we've only seen each other maybe four times in the last 10 years or longer. Um, he helped me with my, when I started my, my website and all that. He, he's an idea guy. But what happened was, even though we haven't had a talk, I feel like, in two years, he just sent me a, a gratitude post on Instagram. Um, it was somebody crying about their gratitude journal. And that was, uh, you know, that was Shira. So yeah. I picked up that breadcrumb and I, you know, I wrote Shira and then I had her on my podcast. And then you know, because now Shira and I are in the same, you know, we're connected, which honestly, when you get a new connection, literally anything can happen. <laughs> That's the excitement about meeting strangers. Anything can happen. And that excites me. <laughs> you know, long story short, blah, 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 blah. I met you through her because of a show that you were guys were going to do. And then obviously, da, 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 da. But here we are. But those are the grateful, you know, honestly, Rick Shermer and Shira. And here we are, these grateful elements that allowed us to have this oh. moment together. Yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. The power of connection and the power of just putting it out there and um, having having like-minded people in the universe, they all just kind of conspire and attract each other, you know? Right. And that it's it's amazing when, you know, when just like the show you, you have, it's like when you put this in, when you put energy out, whatever you're doing, you're putting energy out, whatever it is, it doesn't matter all the time. And when the amazing thing about the time we live in is we can put this positivity, this love, this, this, these emotions onto this digital space. And when it's in a digital space, it literally can reach, you can connect it to anybody, be connected in the world with it. And then where, you know, the relationships happen just like this one. So I put stuff out in the world, 
Rick connected with that. Shira put stuff out in the world. He connected us because of that, just a little link. And then because of Shira, now we're connected into the world. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So how, real briefly then, what were the grateful elements? How did you, obviously our connection is through Shira, but how did you, who led you to that relationship? What were some of the elements? Yeah. Um, I went to a wedding and I met Shira, uh, Shira Lasser. She's um, incredible. And uh, we just connected. And then one day I was, I think, you know, we'd lost touch and I just kept, she just kept coming in my thoughts and I contacted her and she said, God, I've been thinking about you a lot. And then she had just done an interview with Mark Cuban and I was like, oh, like, what are you doing right now? You know, here's what I'm up to. And then we talked about launching a LinkedIn Live um, show called Grit, which is still happening. Um, and we were looking for a producer, looking for a producer, just couldn't come across it. And then she said, Hey, I met somebody named Chris Palmore who could be our producer <laughs> for the show. <laughs> so it's all, that's how that worked. Yeah. And even, you know, even more on the backstory that it just because she was on my show and she saw StreamYard at the time, that's when she originally reached out to me because she was asking about StreamYard. That was the follow-up conversation yeah. that led to everything. So um, that's cool. So obviously you were at a wedding. So that means whoever's getting married, that's part of the grateful elements. And you have that element of people falling in love. And then there's a moment that brought you into a space and yeah, it's, uh, it's all those little things. But, um, you know, you, we were talking before the show about, uh, you wanted to share about how people have issues getting into yeah. a grateful state. Yeah. So look, here's the thing. We all know that um, gratitude, meditation, yoga, these things are very, very good for us. And we know that it's exceptionally hard to get up every single day and meditate, feel gratitude every single day, right? It's, it's, con like, it's difficult for us to do that and really feel it unless we're conscious about it. And I know for me, I've had moments in my life where I want to feel good after I meditate. I want to feel good you know, after I write my gratitude list and I don't. And I think that it's very important that we address, yes, gratitude is critical and it's very, very important. I'll get into that of how magical it is and how it's magical it's been in my life. But let's just take a step back and talk about why people don't feel grateful, right? And some of the causes for that. Now, I don't, I don't know all the reasons why people don't feel grateful, but typically if we have trauma in our lives, it's very challenging to associate gratitude when we inherently um, are struggling with trauma and getting triggered, right? And so what we don't want to do is create toxic positivity where, oh my God, I'm triggered. I feel awful, but I'm just going to act like nothing's wrong. I'm going to act like everything's okay because I'll act my way into feeling good. That's denial. <laughs> and that's toxic positivity. That's not gratitude. Gratitude is a pure sense of appreciation for what's good in our life. And gratitude is, is, is a genuine feeling all over your body, where you, you genuinely, genuinely, genuinely feel happiness 
and appreciation and, you know, gratitude basically for what's occurred, for what you want, and for maybe what didn't occur that you're grateful for. So I think that's really, really, to set the stage, that's very important. To talk about some of the other things, Chris, that lead to gratitude, and we can certainly have a back and forth about this, or excuse me, that lead to difficulty in gratitude is, say you're five years old and your parents are getting divorced and you feel gut-wrenched, you know something really difficult is about to happen. You're going to miss your mommy, you're going to miss your daddy, whatever. And somebody tells you, well, just be grateful that your grandma's close. Just be grateful that, you know, you at least have both your parents. So then it's like, I don't feel grateful. And then you feel guilty for not feeling grateful, right? Or, or say that anytime something good happened in your life, um, the other shoe would drop. You grow up in an abusive home. You know, your father hits your mother or your mother is an alcoholic. And anytime something good happened, um, your mom would show up drunk or your father would start hitting your mom. I mean, awful things, right? But say things would be good in life and then the other shoe would drop. Then it's very, very, very hard for us to trust gratitude. It's very hard for us to associate with feeling good because when we do feel good, negative things happen. So we're in a state of high alert. All that being said, I think we always have to acknowledge that it's not always easy to feel gratitude. But the most important thing to say, I think this is so critical and EFT models this beautifully, emotional freedom tapping is even though I feel anxious, even though I have trauma, even though I'm really scared and I don't know how to feel grateful, I still appreciate myself. I love myself. And here are three things I do feel grateful for. Even though I don't know how to feel super grateful, here is what is working. Step one, acknowledge your feelings. Step two, figure out what's not working. Step three, accept it. And then allow yourself to get into a space of gratitude, especially if you resist it. That's, that's beautiful. I, uh, you know, it, it, just backing up to the beginning where you're saying there, you know, you were saying obviously toxic pos positivity. I was, you know, even the term there's, you know, toxic gratitude. It's where, <clears throat> it's where somebody, um, makes, tries to guilt you into a grateful state, Yeah, <laughs> which exactly. is, which is not a, it's not, that's not a, if a gratitude had a voice, it would not be guilt. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> It would be the soft knock. It wouldn't be the pounding on the door, um, you know, and um, and I and I totally get because, uh, again, like you say, now we have an association. Unfortunately, when they put they put the stink when that's toxicity on gratitude, because now you have a memory of somebody right. trying to guilt you out of a out of a certain feeling and into another feeling, which is um, which is really bad. And, you know. What, and I and it's interesting. Last week, last year, when I was working on my book. I, I had a friend write, you know, write me, and she was, she was just saying, she basically was saying that, that just this, she just felt like people were telling her she had to be grateful, and you know, you need to have a journal, and you should be writing all this stuff down. And and unfortunately, that's her internalizing. You know, that's her internal struggle with that. She now she has this toxicity with gratitude, and I just specifically said, well, you know. <clears throat> If, you know, if a journal makes you, if you feel bad about, you know, if a journal's got the stink on it, <laughs> there's other ways to practice gratitude. 
You know what I mean? There, there isn't only one way to practice gratitude. And that's, that's where <clears throat> these different choices for individuals, <clears throat> how they want to practice gratitude is very important. And at the same time, you know, nobody could, nobody can force you into a gratitude practice. A gratitude practice is a choice. And I'm really grateful that being grateful is a choice. It's not something that can be forced upon you. So, you know, um, with toxicity, um, I think the most important thing step would be that people understand that they have a choice and that it's their decision, how they want to handle a situation like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think people don't understand and they minimize their feelings and minimization is the cause for suppression and suppression leads to addiction a lot of times and addiction does not allow for a space of gratitude. So a lot of, a lot of people in the 12 step model, they focus on gratitude, but first they have to accept that they're alcoholics. They have to accept that they're codependents that you have to accept on a daily basis, what you fight. And as soon as you accept it, then you can step into gratitude because the resistance is gone. Right. Much of the time when we fight each other, you know, fight parts of ourselves. I really want to go to the gym, but instead I want to watch TV. I really want to work, but I want to relax. If you just accept, I don't want to work right now. I need to work. What are some things I can do for the next 30 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours that'll allow me to work and then relax. And when you can integrate those conflicts, you can naturally go to a space of gratitude. So it's all about having self-awareness too. And then you don't have toxic positivity because you're listening to yourself. You're not rejecting yourself. Now, self-rejection is the cause <clears throat> of so many problems and so many of our problems. I, I agree. And when you, um, you know, what part of my gratitude practice in the morning is I, I write the words, I'm enough because I, I remind myself that I don't need anything else that I'm not search. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm not out there looking for a cert, you know, a round peg, a fitness square hole, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like when you, when you can That's just appreciate and love yourself, um, yeah. then you could, it's a lot easier to just, it, it, it's a lot easier just to be where you are and appreciate the present moment, whatever it is. Uh, but reminding yourself, you know, if you remind yourself that you're good, I got this. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, no, I don't need, I don't need anything more. Um, I feel like it's a powerful mental state to be in that allows you to just go out and be more present, be more loving and actually feel a lot more gratitude. Cause it's almost like you've taken the wall down. Yeah. You know, Cause I'm not out there going, Oh, I need this, this I need this, this, and this, that can be grateful. I'm going to be happy if this happens. Yeah. Right. Like if, 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 well, how about yeah. when you said I am, and yeah. you know, I like to say I, I'm open to the, all the gifts the universe wants to give me. And I just, that way I go out and I, I, I think about what was I given today? And it was like great time with Amina, great conversation. That's a gift. You know, oh. connecting with people is a gift. Having time with people, you know, being able to sit and read, just having, you know what I mean? Just having time to yourself, right? Peace and quiet gift you know, waking up in a comfortable bed gift, you know, like peace. there's so many like things that happen all day long, but if our minds focused on, I need this, this, and this, we completely overlook it. And I feel like we even discussed, I was even talking to my friend last night. It's like, honestly, when doors close, other, it's a cliche, other doors open. But the problem is most of the time when the door shuts, we're staring at the door for a really long time while all these other doors are swinging open, but we're right here because all we're thinking about is that door shut. And the same thing with gratitude. It's like you, you're focusing on this when you, you're missing. You, you don't even see 
yeah all the other stuff because it's like yeah i think that i think you make a really good point about we don't see it because our minds are addicted to negativity to negative self-talk and it is conscious effort to step out of that i have a very good friend joyce um Joyce constantly reminds me, she and I talk every Sunday and she's like, every time I say something that's worked well in my life, she's like, write that on your list, write that on your list. So I just have this long running list. It's not even a gratitude list, but it's everything that works well in my life, which leads me to a state of gratitude. And so I have my top line behaviors, right? Which is like yoga, meditation, exercise, connecting with people I love, uh, watching funny things, whatever. And those lead me to a state of gratitude. And oftentimes people don't know how to get to a state of gratitude. So it's very, very important to just purely understand what makes me feel good, who makes me feel good, you know, and short term gains of like food, alcohol, drugs, those things can feel temporarily like they make you feel good, but they don't result in pure joy. Like Dalai Lama said, Dalai Lama always says there's a difference between pleasure and joy. Pleasure is instant. You get pleasure from a chocolate cake, but then it's not joyous because you put on weight and you feel like crap because you had too much chocolate. All right. So, so I think like some easy life hacks of, of what I do, I've been traveling now for three months and I've been very dysregulated in some way. I'm in like different homes, different cities, whatever I'm choosing it. But so Every new place that I go to, that I stay at, I get a piece of paper and I write down all the things that work well in my life mm. that lead me to gratitude. And I stare at it. So when I'm having lunch, when I have client calls, my, my eyes dart over to this wall. It's basically like a gratitude wall, but it's not things I'm grateful for. It's things that lead me to gratitude and they're reminders and we just need very, very physical, simple reminders often to get into gratitude. I know your podcast is a great reminder for you. You're immersing yourself in, in uh, scenarios where people get to share their gratitude. You feel their gratitude. You feel more gratitude, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so like the, the actual source of gratitude from a universal perspective is so cool. It's like you tell the universe, let me put it this way. You ever give someone a gift and they are so thrilled with the gift. They're like, oh my God, Chris, thank you so much. This is exactly what I wanted. Doesn't that make you want to give them more? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. hundred yeah. percent. Because so, they're so, creating, they're creating a moment that you're yeah. going to remember of happiness. You were part of that joy yeah, that you were and so now you get to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So that's how the universe works. When you tell the universe, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity. The universe wants to give you more. That's how, that's how that works. So it's when it's coming from a pure place, it can be absolutely powerful, a wonderful manifestation tool. Wonderful. I, I agree. And you're, you know, that part of, you know, you like I said, your list is a great, you know, is a great uh, share with anybody. It's basically yeah. what we need or we need touch points. We need to build in touch points that allow us to remind us of things we're grateful for our gratitude touch points. And you having that on your wall is a gratitude touch point because you're seeing it and it's reminding you of all the good things in your life that you appreciate and this joy in your life. And when you see it, it just brings you back to those memories, those moments. And that's, that's why it's like, it's not really difficult 
to have a gratitude practice, it literally could be as easy as having a sticker on the mirror in the bathroom that says bed. Just remind yourself you got out of a bed, right? Like it's, it's simple. It just has to be simple. It has to be, you know, it could be a sticker here or there, or it could be an app on your phone that reminds you with a quote popping up, or it could be a pod. You listen to a podcast once a week, or it, are you watching a video or you go to like the, you know, the Facebook group that I, I lead where they just people share, people share what they're grateful for. And you sit and you read what people are grateful for. It reminds you what you're grateful for. For a moment, you're not thinking about your problems. You're yeah. hearing about what people are appreciating in their lives, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, it's, that's the shift. And most of the time people, and, and you know, most people are missing out on the gratitude in their lives because they're not in the moment. They're not present because when we're worried about the past and we're reliving the past, whatever it is, we're not mm -hmm. actually here. And if we're worried about the future, we're not actually yeah. here. And the problem no. is gratitude is found in the memory. It's in remembering. So if I'm right. not here, I'm not creating a new memory. Therefore right. I can't, I'm not adding to my gratitude because I'm not present right. for the moment. Right. No, it's it's very interesting when you say that, actually, psychologically, if we think about when we're not present, we're disassociated. Here's present day. Here's my life today. Everything that's going on. When I'm thinking about the past, I'm disassociated from the present moment. So what that creates is almost like a trigger of trauma. When you're disassociated, when you're in the past, you're worried, you're in fear, Right. You have a lot of um, maybe even anxiety, whatever. That doesn't create or promote gratitude. It doesn't. So the fastest way in my experience is to move from disassociated to associated is to help someone. That's so, right. so service is one of the quickest ways into association and gratitude. Because when you're actually helping someone, you are fully out of yourself. Hopefully, you are fully out of yourself and in service. And that means you could call someone for five minutes that's sad. You could sign up for something. You could literally let someone cut in front of you in line or do anything that makes you feel like you're purely helping someone. And then you, then you, you end up feeling good. And from that place of feeling good, then we can bring in more gratitude. A hundred percent. You know, my, my new book is coming out at the end of the month, Mechanics of Gratitude, the, the five oh. stages of gratitude practice. The, the top tier is catalyzing gratitude. And when you're going out and being kind, you're literally creating moments and memories for gratitude to exist. So it's exactly it, what you just said is exactly what that top tier of a gratitude practice is. It's when you yeah. go out and you create, you're part of creating these Yep. moments. And like you said, it could just be as simple as somebody getting in front of you. It could be uh, when you're at the checkout line saying thank you and using the person's name. So they let you, yeah. you know, you know, this is, this is a yeah. personal interaction, not something like, you know, something that I just do all the time, or it could, it could be as simplistic as giving somebody a coffee or a sandwich. It, it's, it's just being Whatever. kind, Whatever you consider being kind, just go out. It could, you know, it could be helping somebody with their leaves. You know, it could, it could just be calling a friend and saying, Hey, I love you. You know, um, I was thinking about you. And I just want to let you know, I was thinking about you. It's that simple. It's just, it, how do we create a kind world? Those are the elements uh, that you're talking about. And it does get us out of our head because you're thinking about somebody else, you're present and you're actually creating memories and you can't right. do those. We're talking about people. You can't do that alone. Like it's an interact yeah. to me. It's you're creating interactions with yeah. uh, some sort of being, it could even be with an animal, but I mean, something that has a breed, it has a heart because there's like a kid, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're actually getting a real memory and a connection. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I love it all day long. hundred percent. 
Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I think, I think the other piece about gratitude is that it builds, it builds on itself. The more grateful you are, the more opportunities you have to be grateful. And that's what I forget. And so when I'm out of my gratitude practice, I find more reasons to have negativity. But when I'm in my gratitude practice, I find more reasons to be grateful. And so number one, it's a mindset and a decision. Every day when I wake up, I have to decide consciously that I'm going to be grateful and that I am actually going to uh, take actions that promote gratitude. So um, I, I follow this sort of uh, gratitude formula that um, is, uh, I got from a book. And basically it's the very, very, very first thing you do is uh, you read something inspiring about gratitude. And then you read it for like five minutes. And then the second thing you do is you write out everything you're grateful for and not everything that you're grateful for for present day, but everything you're grateful for, for that could happen. You know, like I'm so grateful for the opportunity to uh, have an incredible holiday season with my family and you like it hasn't happened yet, but you kind of sort of get into that state. Then the third thing that you do is you close your eyes and you visualize achieving the state that you just wrote about. And then the fourth thing is, is you use the rest of the day to act on any hunches that come in you achieving that visualization. And I just find that when I do that, it's, it's a powerful day for me. It's a powerful day for me. And so if I don't do that, my head, my negative thinking, all of that sort of, you know, steeps in. Right. You know, it's, it's the truth of the matter is what we, what we think about in the morning is what we go out and see. So if you were to, you know, the, if you were to say today, I'm going to look for the color blue, you're going to see it everywhere because you're actually looking for it. And I was even talking to my friend Bob the other day. See, I'm a, I'm a big Donald Duck fan, which means I'm, I don't like Mickey Mouse because he he he's you know because he oh. you know there's like a, there's a thousand Mickey's for every part. Donald. So I I, didn't I'll know tell you, that. yeah. So um, so when I go out and me and my wife go out, we literally see Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is literally everywhere. I'm, I'm telling you, Amina, everywhere you go. Okay. It, maybe not restaurants. But any store you go into, even if the gas station, there is something with Mickey Mouse's face on it. Okay. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying about I'm looking for it and I see it everywhere. <laughs> like I really, I, I just, it's just another case. I'm just saying it's another case of point. Oh, okay. When you look for things, no, I'm just saying when you look for things, like you said, if the visualization, yeah, yeah, you're having yeah. a visualization, you're gonna see, you're literally opening your eyes to see, to see what you're looking for, and it's a powerful thing that people have. And that's the same thing if you flip it, right? With the negativity, you wake up. If you wake up and you go, "I'm a victim," you're gonna walk out through your day, and you're gonna see and feel victimhood all day long. Everything you're doing, you know what I mean? Of course, of course, I missed the light. Of course, I'm late to work. Of course, my 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 burger's cold. Right. Of course, that's that's yeah. that's Sprite and not you know whatever. Like it's just like of course, because why? How, what else would yeah. be right? You know? Um, no, but it's, it's it's so true. powerful. It's so true. I'm, I'm literally, I didn't know about Mickey Mouse, but now you're going to like get this into my That's, mind. But. I'm telling you, cause my wife and I, we go literally every time, any store we go to, we, I mean, we're like, look, cause we're always looking for Donald. Right. And a little side, <laughs> real fast, little side story, little fun, little side story. A friend of mine that lives in Mexico 
sent me this uh, pictures of there's a store. It's a South American store. And there were a whole bunch of Donald things. Just a whole bunch. Right. And my wife's like, oh, they have that in Columbia. So we got online and ordered like one of everything and had it shipped to her parents' house in Columbia. And in January, she's going to go pick that up and bring all these like Donald stuff back here. That's <laughs> some like bags and like, anyways. Yeah. But um, no, we noticed it everywhere. Like Mickey Mouse is freaking. <laughs> anyways, I know just, it's a solo sad story, but um, our time's moving on here. Um, you had, I'd love to hear, you know, I, obviously you have many stories of gratitude, but there was one in particular yeah. uh, in your life I would love to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had a lot of grateful moments. You know, my heritage is Afghani. So I was, bo I was born in Pakistan, but my parents are both from Afghanistan. And Afghanistan is one of the most controversial countries in the world. You know, the literacy rate for women right now is very low. I think it's 40%. It used to be much higher. Taliban has taken over. So it's it's a tumultuous area of the world to be, coupled with misogyny and um, you know, very difficult place for women and children. And I, even though I grew up with, I believe, a very forward-thinking mother who, you know, did a lot of amazing things. She divorced my father at a time and from a culture where women don't do that. She promoted my sisters and I to go live our lives. And I studied abroad and did all of these things that I think a typical woman living in the States from Afghanistan wouldn't have the opportunity to do. Um, but I remember when 9-11 happened, um, I went, you know, from, where are you from? Where uh, Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. No, no, no. The, uh, <laughs> my point is people would say to me. Oh, I thought you were asking me. Sorry. People are asking you. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Where are you from? No, they would say things like, well, where are you from? And I'd say Afghanistan. And they'd say, huh? You know, I wouldn't know. Mm. Um, I would go from there to, oh, you're from Afghanistan. Oh, you're from there. And I remember my mom said to me, translation, don't tell anyone where you're from, right? She didn't want any discrimination. She didn't want. And so I had this shame and fear about demonstrating who I was. I'm from Afghanistan. I'm here. I'm this woman, ethnic woman, living in America, being associated to this part of the world. Um, already women have so much, you know, adversity to face by getting paid less, particularly ethnic women and all these things. And so couple that with being called a terrorist, it's a lot of good reason not to sort of uh, accept and own who you are. And um, I had this moment after 9-11 where I, and I was in a place where I was interacting with a lot of international students. I was in college and I just got it in my head that these students were proud of where they were from. And somehow their pride of their culture allowed them to feel freedom. And freedom is one of my highest values that I wasn't exercising fully because I felt like, look here, look here, don't look here. I 
you know, I don't speak English. I don't really have a accent of some sort, but don't ask me exactly where I'm from and I'm not going to talk about it. And so I didn't feel free. And I remember having a moment where sort of scales fell from my eyes and I had this realization that I don't have to be ashamed of who I am. I don't have to be, I don't have to hide who I am because who I am is good enough. Where I come from, my culture, my background, my gifts, my talents, everything that I have in this world and now as an executive coach and working with people across the globe, helping them change their limiting beliefs, working on allowing people to be the best, their best selves, you know, like that came from a place where I was ashamed of who I was and had to work through that. And I remember the moment I had this sense of, I'm okay where I'm from is a gift. And I started to just embrace my culture. I was never afraid or embarrassed that I could speak Farsi or that I grew up speaking four languages, you know, that my parents are immigrants, that all of these things, I don't, I don't have to be afraid of this anymore. And my life got better. And that was the first time in my life I felt gratitude for my culture and if I, once I started to feel gratitude for my culture, I started to be grateful for who I was. And I started to create the things that I wanted to in my life. When I graduated college, I got accepted to NYU for grad school. I didn't go. Instead, I pursued coaching and neurolinguistic programming, thanks to Chris and Tim Hallbaum, who, you know, taught me the way of uh, coaching and NLP. And now that's my dharma. And that is my life's work is to help people discover them, their real selves, experience freedom. And so they can serve and feel gratitude. And so I'm so grateful for having the shame. I'm so grateful for overcoming the shame. And I'm, I'm so grateful for everything that led me to who I am today. Because who I am today will create my future. And what I want, you know, like Robert Delt says, is I want to create a world in which people want to belong. You don't have to be, hide who you are. You have to accept yourself. And as we learn to accept ourselves and what we don't want, and then flip that around to what we do want, we can really get to a true place of gratitude, not a toxic place, not a denial place, but a true place. And that's power. And if everyone did that in the world, I think we'd have less wars. I think we'd have a better government system. I think there would be less poverty, right? I mean, that's uh, those are big claims. But if we actually worked on ourselves, and there's so much possible. Mm. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. No, there's just so much good stuff there, and I, I it, it makes me go back to you know, if, if when you're sitting in a grateful state and you love yourself, you can yeah. look back and you can go this had to happen. I'm grateful for this. Just yeah. you, the way you told your story, because it, 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 because of that, that's who you are because of your experience and you love yourself. So therefore it's, you know, you're only in the, you're only in this space right now. We're talking to each other because of, you know what I mean? Like where you're at in your love and your life because of that happening, you know, and you're okay mm -hmm. with it and you, you're at peace with yeah. it and you've grown from it. 
you yeah. didn't let it be a detrimental and like you didn't you're not a victim of it you've grown from mm-hmm. it you've chosen to come out you'd see the beauty of coming out of that and who you are now because of it and yeah. it's it's very inspiring and i it's it's a powerful statement a powerful story so i really do appreciate that well thank you and it's a process i mean definitely love myself more than i ever have before and i hope to reach new levels of that love more and more you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i hope this has been helpful uh to anyone that's listening um you know to be able to figure out your formula for gratitude to be able to um release the guilt of not having the gratitude, understanding why you may not have it, but then making a decision to own it because it's magic. It is. It is. It's a choice and um, it's a personal choice and there is so much magic involved. Uh, It it can take, you can look back at your entire life and uh, see connections and ways people show up and just feel the magic of it. It just like us sitting here, you know, us talking like this as we are in this time period and how we met. Very simplistic. There's magic in that because we both put the energy out. And that's good. Again, we're choosing gratitude. We're going on putting energy out and then you're going to connect. You're going to just like it's the same idea. If you put out Mickey Mouse, you're going to see him everywhere. It's the same idea. You put energy out. You're grateful. You're going to find more things to be grateful for. It's 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 science. The more we, the more we can stay, we're grateful. The more gratitude we're going to have, the more things we're going to be grateful for. We're going to see sure. more things. It's a powerful yeah. thing. It um, is. And I know we're almost done here, but I would love for you to share. You know, we're doing the Voice Gratitude Project, and I would love to yeah. get Amina's voice as part of that. So, would you mind sharing that quote with us? Yeah. So, God, there's so many to choose from, but Jane Fuller said that a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. A grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. And so what that means to me is a pure, happy heart where you are in deep appreciation creates miracles. Because how could it not? When you truly appreciate something that reverberates out into the universe and brings you more of that, if it's coming from a true place. So being grateful, free from fear, free from worry, uh, can just magnetize miracles. And sometimes, according to Marianne Williamson, Course in Miracles, um, a miracle is just a change in perspective. It and so, totally is. So that's all I want in everyday life is just one small shift of change of perspective. Um and I expect miracles. I do. I do too. And um, I, I look for them every day. And uh, if it's, again, uh, when you look for it, you're going to find it. And it could be the smallest thing of just seeing somebody smile and realizing there's joy there. I, I remember I was working a concert, uh, this music festival back in September, and a guy showed up and he was blind. And, he, and, he's, and he's, he's standing. This is a music festival. He's holding the guardrail and I was looking over at him and I could see him shaking his head. And I was just like, I just, Whoa. I just, I just loved it because I was like, wow, that's joy. And on top of that, think about this guy. I mean, he was there by himself. Like I'm just envisioning this guy had to want to be there. And then he's literally, he's blind and he's going through a field so he can stand here and appreciate this moment. And it was really powerful to watch the joy of this man just literally doing this. Right. Cause it was beautiful. 
it was about as present as you could possibly look at somebody in them being. And it just reminded me going, wow, here I am working, which is great. But that right there, man, that is beautiful. Uh, it was just a beautiful mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, so, that yeah, is so. beautiful. Yeah, it was powerful. That's what I remember about this. Like, because he came back several days. That's why I saw him another the next day. And there he was oh, again. You know, I okay. saw somebody holding his hand, bringing him over. It wasn't somebody he was with. They brought him over and stood him by the guardrail where the front of the house was. Um, yeah. And it was just, you know, uh, and one last little thing, because I, I was I was listening to a group talk the other day. And this this lady, uh, a friend in the group, you know, she's had really big health problems. And she was talking about, you know, she she prepared to take this trip to Europe. And she's like she talked with their doctor once a week to figure out how can I do this? And they, it was it was a long process where she had to figure out literally figure out what am I going to do from there? What do I need to bring? Like it was this, this whole thing. And then she went and had this trip and I it just hearing your share, I was just so overcome by hearing the gratitude and the experience. And then the reflection was how easy is it for me just to take a trip? You know what I mean? Like just the power and how the simplicity of not having those issues, but her, like her, she appreciated her trip. She like, when we planned that, that was her planning for weeks. And that was like, I have to take care of myself while I'm there. And it was just such a beautiful thing to hear somebody share like that. It's a, it's a very similar idea to the man, the blind man at the music concert, no, you know, because no. I just get to show up places. I, and most of the time right. we do, right? And we don't think about everything that had to work. <laughs> everything is working. It's allowing us to sh just, yeah. just to show up. <laughs> like, anyways, okay. Wow. I know I'm going down the rabbit hole, but um, I this has been so much fun. Um, Amina, could you yeah. share with the people... Um, where, where, you know, the best places to reach out to you if they'd like to connect? Yeah. Um, well, on the screen, you see my Instagram handle. Um, actually, the best way to connect with me is Amina Zamani on LinkedIn. I used to work at LinkedIn. Um, I have a lot of information there. That's one of the best ways. Um, and my website is being rebuilt. Uh, it's aminacoach.com, but there's uh, it's under construction. Um, that's it. Yeah. Just on Instagram, LinkedIn, probably preferable, the best way. Awesome. And, uh, Amina, I produce a show for Amina called Tipping Point, the Power of Clarity. So that's something that's out there in the world too. And it's on all the podcasting platforms. Um, yeah, so that's too. another, if you would like to hear Amina interview other people, uh, there's some really great, she's got some amazing friends and I'm really grateful to be able to be able to fly on the wall and be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, tipping Point, The Power of Clarity is all about interviewing best-selling authors, executives, luminaries to just learn about what was a difficult experience in their life and then how did they transform that into power. Um, and it's on LinkedIn Live, uh, which is awesome because not everyone can have a show on LinkedIn Live. Um and then you can watch it on YouTube and Facebook and Spotify and Apple. So it's growing. Uh, we've had some really cool uh, guests. And um, yeah, I mean, if you're interested and have a story to share, you know, reach out to me as well. Thank you, Amina. This has been wonderful. You're awesome. Thanks for being our first uh, first broadcast out of Tel Aviv. <laughs> no, cool. Yeah. yeah. This is wonderful. Well, um, I'm Chris with Amina. Just reminding you guys to have a lot to be grateful for. Uh, own yeah. your gratitude. Be, be sure. the hero and uh, love yourself today because uh, today is the day to love yourself. If there's a moment in time, it's oh, right yeah. now, right? Yeah.
It's right now. All right. Well, we'll be back. Have a nice day. Thanks. Bye.